1: guys 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 it's michael mcmillan one of the hosts of the show yes i'm interrupting before the show even begins but guess why because we've got brand new t-shirts and merch over at our T public store uh you'll find a link to it in this episode's show notes that's the thing that you see when you tap on the episode and you scroll down you're like oh that's what this episode was about It'll also be in our bio on our Instagram page. But enough of how you get there. What is it? It's a brand new, super cute Bigfoot portal design by our friends over at the Little Friends of Printmaking. There's a couple variations of the design. You can get it on mugs. You can get it on shirts. You can get it a few different ways. It's pretty great. Just like Bigfoot. It comes in all all shapes and sizes. Um, Alright, so head over to Tee Public Bigfoot Collectors Club Check out the new merch and shirts Enjoy it, and enjoy today's episode Bye-bye!
2: It's Bigfoot Collectors Club With Bryce and Michael I know a ghost story or two Let's do this.
0: Wait
1: a minute, bitch. It's another episode of Bigfoot Collector's Club.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Bigfoot Collector's Club. The host... All right, everybody. <laughs> Will you just jumping Listen, right in I had an emotional <laughs> Fuck. fucking weekend. It wow. started with Avengers Endgame and ended with last night's episode of Game of Thrones. Yeah. I'm a little thrown. I'm Kay. trying to keep it together. I'm not going to say anything because not everyone in this room has seen any of it. Some, Bryce, you've seen Game of Thrones, Riley, you've seen Endgame, and today's guest hasn't seen either and doesn't care. Awesome. (laughs) You win. Welcome back to Bigfoot Collectors Club, the show where where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history and share stories of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. With me always is your other host... Bryce Johnson. And our super producer... Riley Bray. And today... The stories of high strangeness come from you, the listener. And to help us get into our weird mailbag is returning guest. You know her from a Funny Feeling podcast. Oh, yeah. She's a writer on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Everyone, please welcome back to the show, Marcy Jobber.
2: Yay! Yay! Hi, guys.
1: How's it for going? Thanks
2: for having me back. Y- now, Any you time. guys
1: get a lot of listener... Uh, stories yeah. on your show every episode you guys do a listener story
2: we have so many we have a big backlog too yeah
1: if you need <sighs> if you need any more we can throw a few no i way. got
2: like truly like it's like when your gmail just stops telling you how many you have they're like oh, it's right. like over a hundred who cares that's wild um but like i feel such guilt because i'm like i want to get to them and i won't let myself read them until we're doing it on air Which is a huge mistake uh, because we definitely have sat through like insanity (laughs) uh, where I'm like, what is this? Well,
1: (laughs) we're still remedial. We're reading out most of our emails and God bless our listeners. Thank you. So so many great stories. Also, just a note, just a tiny, tiny (laughs) note. You're not going to follow it. Grammar helps.
2: Oh, that, you Cap-
1: know. using punctuation and capitalizing things woo, help. Woo, woo, woo. Otherwise, Grammar I'm gonna police. do. It. Listen. <laughs> otherwise, I'm gonna do it for you. At you know early in the morning or late at night, and you may not be happy with the results, guys. Mm.
2: Or let's see, you should do it like the um, God. What was it? The you know the disappointed, Or <laughs> <laughs> like some script coordinator just le- what is that? What is it? <laughs> <not>, it's um, <laughs> it's t- not Beastmaster or who is it? Um, what, oh, what what show is it?
1: Man, I should know this Beastmaster.
2: You've not seen this like video? I'm going to be cra- I'm going to go crazy because yeah. I don't know who it is. I I want to say his name is Kevin. Uh,
3: I have no idea who what plays, you're talking about. Okay, it's a television oh, oh, show. Oh, you're oh, talking Kevin about Hercules. Hercules. Yes, Kevin okay. Torbo.
2: Woo. Hercules. Heaven? Okay, uh, there is a line reading where he just screams the word "disappointed," oh, no and way. it's very clear that a script coordinator just left in a reader. <laughs> which, for you non-actor folks, a reader just means it's like uh, a way the writer tells a person, like, "Oh, there's a there's a uh, an emotion shift here, right?" So this is the emotion that you're shifting to. Oh, that's but funny. he just screams the word "disappointed." <laughs> oh, it's a stage director. <laughs> yes. Okay. Here we go. I
3: tested for a. Pilot on a Kevin Sorbo show, <laughs> and I was nervous for some reason because it was—I don't know why. Because Kevin, Kevin Sorbo's Sorbo your show. goddamn Sorbo. hero. Yeah, that's like, why, dude. It's fucking like Sorbo. And in the middle of it, I, I saw this spittle go out of my mouth and land right on his face, and I was like, "Well, that's it." <laughs>
2: Also, sign he, a, yeah. <laughs> a, sign a sign of a good actor. It's a sign of a good, good actor, actor to spit on someone. Right, Oh, totally.
3: man,
1: I, I went to high school with this kid who every time he performed <laughs> Shakespeare, it would just be like a shower of oh. spit, and we would just sit and watch. We, you know, we would, like, call him Shamu because everyone <laughs> in the front row <laughs> would zone. get right. in the splash zone. Oh, he was a good actor. Okay, here we go. Uh, here's the Hercules disappointed <laughs> clip. Oh, wow. Oh,
2: God. Awesome. Disappointed! <laughs> <laughs> that was rad. It's uh, very clear. That was good. Also, I think on it's always I was moved by that. It's always funny. Uh or it's always funny. It's always funny. Uh guys, I just woke up. I am apologizing. Go uh, for it. Uh it's and it's always funny. Sometimes they will do the they'll just act the readers or they'll act a typo, like they'll say a word wrong on right. purpose. Um, just to like fuck with the
1: That's great. <laughs> All right, well I'm gonna put that in the show notes. Along with <laughs> the next thing that we're about to talk about. That's right, before we get into the mailbag, it's time for some
0: Bye.
2: <laughs> wow.
3: God's <laughs>
2: literally ears <laughs> bleeding bleeding ears wow <laughs> i almost ran out the room oh, <laughs> you... oh, riley saw me i panicked <laughs> <laughs> i
0: saw, it was scared i was worried for you i don't I know pl- why your guys conception of british is just shouting i yeah, know well <laughs> i'm
3: trying to top it every time get model. a little weirder <laughs> Basie, <seen news. laughs>
1: uh i know okay, i have a feeling no, i know re- what you're gonna read this is from the Washington Post. I was going
0: to bring that in.
1: Well, guess what? We got it sent in by multiple friends and family members. Yeah. Um, this is a headline that reads, How Angry Pilots Got the Navy to Stop Dismissing UFO sightings
2: Ooh, I saw this headline Yeah, yeah, this is from April 25th
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're gonna hear it now I'm excited A recent uptick in sightings of identified flying objects, or as the military calls them UAPs Unexplained aerial phenomena Prompted the Navy to draft formal procedures for pilots to document encounters A corrective measure that former officials say is long overdue as first reported by Politico, these intrusions have been happening on a regular basis since 2014. We so, all know it's been a little earlier than that. Uh, recently, unidentified aircraft have entered military-designated airspace as often as multiple times per multiple month. times, right. Joseph Grashit at,
2: <laughs> at least twice the spokesman That's for office of the deputy
1: chief work. of naval operations for information warfare told the Washington Post on Wednesday mm-hmm. Bryce I feel like you really want to read this story so start oh, at okay. the top of that there go, go, <laughs> is, go is information
2: warfare sure, uh, the long term uh, the long yeah. form name of infowars <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Basically, laughs> okay. yeah it's just information warfare is just what you get when you text with Alex Jones
3: gotcha. <laughs> Citing safety and security concerns, Gratisher vowed to investigate each and every report. He said, we want to get to the bottom of this. We need to determine who's doing it, where is it coming from, and what their intent is. We need to try to find ways to prevent it from happening again. Good luck.
1: Also, whoever's been eating my probiotic yogurt (laughs) in the rec room every day. Because
3: I put my name on it in the fridge, (laughs) and somebody's fucking doing it. If
1: your name's not on it, it's not yours. (laughs) And any food left
3: over the weekend is going to get thrown out. Louis Elizondo, a former uh, senior intelligence officer, told The Post that the new Navy guidelines formalize the reporting process facilitating, Dava driven blah, 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 blah. Single greatest decision the Navy has made in decades. Uh, But Chris Mellon, both who now work for Tom DeLonge's To the Stars Academy, says, I don't believe in safety through ignorance, he said, scolding the intelligence community for a lack of curiosity and courage and a failure to react to a strong pattern of sightings. In some cases, pilots, many of whom are engineers and academy graduates, claim to observe small spherical objects flying in formation, Others say they've seen the white tic-tac-shaped vehicles. Aside from drones, all engines rely on burning fuel to generate power. Not these. But these vehicles had no air intake, no wind, and no exhaust. Uh, It's very mysterious, and they still seem to exceed our aircraft in speed, he said, calling it a truly radical technology. Fast-forwarding to the end. uh, You're really committing to this bit. I appreciate it. If th- oh, yeah. He so Elizondo says, Alessandro says uh, <laughs> if I came to you and said, there are these things that can fly over our country with impunity defying the laws of physics and within moments could deploy a nuclear device, it will Psh, trying to scare everybody. That would be a matter of national security. Elizondo said with the number of U.S. military personnel in the Air Force and Navy who described the same observations, the noise level could not be ignored. This type of activity is very alarming, Elizondo said, and people are recognizing there are things in our aerospace that lie beyond our understanding.
1: Yeah, they're, they're going to get to the bottom of it. I mean,
2: if yeah, they right. have not in 15 years, they can just fuck right off, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, and... Right, like we live in a post nine eleven world. If they mm-hmm. have any information on it at all, like they're gonna do, they they could spit, send so much money towards it. Like after the Patriot Act, like they could truly divert so many funds to figure it out. They don't know shit. No, they
1: don't know anything. I, I, I would
3: agree with you, and I
1: think that that's the whole point. The airline, the airline pilots, the naval pilots are going. Hey, we're up there flying around with these things, and they for years have not. Felt comfortable reporting because if you reported it, it could... Could met your wings. Well, yeah, it could really block your progress in your career. So, but I think, th- th- you know, this article's talking about, like, enough's enough. We've got to, yeah. like, figure out a way to catalog and report these uh, things that we're flying around multiple times a multiple month.
3: Multiple times a month. I was shocked by that. I mean, that and that's like... And, and there's, like, an uptick in activity since 2014, they basically said. Right. And especially around, like, military... uh uh bases and stuff like that which is not uncommon in ufo lore but it's like wow it's like at least you know that's an amazing to
2: me just feels like the government sort of has an idea and has had an idea for a long time what that is Hmm. they're not going to investigate it further because they're like it's a whole can of worms that we can't really like i think you're exactly right or they know more or they know a ton more and they're like We don't know what you're talking about. Well, if
1: they're not going to investigate Russian hacking on our informational systems, (laughs) they're not going to investigate UFOs. Yeah, strange. Yeah, I know. It's weird. I wonder why, like, this is really in the zeitgeist right now. Like, these, like, craft that to me almost feel like they're unmanned craft, Mm -hmm. these UAPs, Mm -hmm. as they're calling them. But we're still not getting a lot of, like, new at least not in the mainstream like you have yeah ufo abduction stories yeah that uh, was so big in the 90s and kind of i feel like we're in a moment where all that stuff the x files kind of stuff is coming back i mean look at us we both have podcasts about this yeah. shit yeah. We're yeah, rad. Yeah, 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 yeah so but why aren't we hearing like where are like the it's dateline good, specials that are about ufo abductions like they used good to question. Have? is it
2: because alien technology is advanced they don't need to probe No, I don't know. I think they're like we get it. We understand. (laughs) We know it's up the butt. You guys have disgusting things in your in your (laughs) anal (laughs) (laughs) cavities. It's all we're done with that. It is all poo poo up there, and we're not learning anything about your poo poo (laughs) except for that you eat terribly. (laughs) Like we get it. We We just we weren't sure. We thought it was an anomaly, but Taco Bell has ruined all your rectums. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
3: we're not doing that anymore.
2: No,
1: (laughs) we're uh, not opening any Taco Bells on Zeta Reticuli. Thank you very much
2: <laughs>
3: i don't know we'd have to check like south america and uh yeah. places like brazil that have had uh, a pretty steady stream of like contactee experience now,
2: i think it's a thing that in general i've heard because i listen to a lot of other podcasts where like they like i think a certain generation of like ufo enthusiasts are feeling like the younger generation is not as into it and is it because mm. they're not having the same experiences with abductions or is it because like there's less Or uh, well that's the same thing but but you know like is is it less abductions less experience or or are the aliens better at or whatever is happening they're better at making people forget that it's happening
3: that's an interesting question i i I think i think what you're saying is exactly right part of the big lore that dropped this thing on the scene um especially in the late 40s was that it it not only were there sightings but it came with like a a mass of like actual these crazy contactee experiences where where things came out of crafts and like multiple witnesses saw them they did weird things they wore weird things wore weird things and you know, shit went down, and now it seems to be mostly now just like you know people capturing kind of like these spherical orb lights on their you not know.
1: not just to sa- I mean I'm not not to sound like an old man sitting on his porch, but <laughs> you <damn laughs> masturbating in public. Like, right. um, but uh, do you think that part of it is that like honestly, like. The whole YouTube generation, phone generation, like people can go so far up their own asses with their own interests because you hear like, okay, if that's the case, Marcy, like you're saying that kids today aren't that interested in like contactee stuff or whatever. They sure as fuck seem to be finding like uh, flat Earth theories and getting into like yeah. really dumb, bad disinformation, wow. um, all all are the, on are YouTube. The
2: kids into that. Some of them, of not they're not, not of of like all the kids. Because I watched thing, that right? docket. it didn't seem like a lot of youthful <laughs> okay, <beef. fair> enough. <laughs> right. it like I'm it. saying maybe maybe they're
1: just like getting in. They're fine. They're going down other rabbit holes yes. on Reddit and YouTube, and mm-hmm. not really paying attention to this stuff. They're
2: doing all sorts of challenges where they just wiggle their fingers different yeah. to people. Because mm-hmm. when
1: I was a kid, you had two choices: you could either you know watch just the ten of us. Or you could get into aliens, and I did both. <laughs> yeah, right. I did. Third.
2: Both incorrect (laughs) you had more options michael i don't know you could have played a sport
1: oh that was off the (laughs) table for sure for sure i could have
2: made some friends (laughs) i did okay
1: okay with that but uh yeah t-ball i ended i ended with t-ball i played one (laughs) season of soccer and uh i had enough of a of a bearded man yelling at me at home i didn't feel like doing that as a recreational pastime Okay, let's get into this mailbag, guys. I shut that
2: down. Oh, childhood <laughs> memories came up, Michael. Uh-huh. Moving on.
1: Uh-huh. Got therapy scheduled for tomorrow. Okay, um, Bryce,
3: would you like to kick us off? Sure. This is from Uni. Hi, guys. Found this podcast via Crazy X, and I'm so grateful for weird and wonderful stories for my daily commute. I'd like to share a story that happened to my niece a couple of years ago. She's a poor student living in a different town from her family and didn't know anyone there. She wasn't feeling well and went to the store to get painkillers or a tub of ice cream to feel better. She was staring into the freezer when a strange lady came up to her and said, Don't be scared, but there's an old man next to you. He told me, you need help and want me to get painkillers for you. My niece went, huh? He also told me...
1: That you're watching too many Flat Earth videos, (laughs) and you should get into
3: reruns of just the 10 of us. And you
2: kids don't respect your elders.
3: (laughs) Yes. Is your granddad's name Justine? Leaving it in for you to try and pronounce a Norwegian name. Oh, okay. It's um, probably Jostine. Jostine? Jostine. Uh, (laughs) Jostine? After my niece confirmed this, the lady, Riley liked it. After my niece confirmed this, the lady asked my niece to get the ice cream and took her to the counter and paid for her painkillers. And she's never seen her since. But my dad, Yoshtin, did show himself earlier as well. He passed away two years before my mom. And while sitting next to her at the hospital, she off her head with... She was off her head. She was off her her head. head with palliative care. I heard her say... Stop nagging, Justine. I'll be there shortly. Not now. Stop nagging. So I told her. Go see Dad. We'll be fine.
2: Not how I want my final moment. Right, right. <laughs> Let me die in peace, Jolstein. It's my turn no. now. At all. Why,
3: Why wouldn't
1: you come with me right now?
0: Get
3: out of my tunnel of light. This I, is mine. I don't want your card <laughs> to
0: Well, we just lost both Norwegian listeners. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, they love it. <laughs> our bad. Our
3: bad. Someone uh, paid attention to them finally. <laughs> Later that evening, she was heard saying, I'll be there soon. Have some patience. <laughs> And she get passed off away.
2: My dick,
3: steam. <laughs> <laughs> it's been two years. I need to get on my dick. Let's go.
2: You're always running
3: behind. <laughs> oh. And she passed away the next morning. I'll save you from having to pronounce her name. Anyway, thanks for the laughs and weird stories. Wild. Yeah, nice. that is pretty well. That was cool.
2: What kind of painkillers was that kid getting? I, I, I feel
1: like this is a menstrual cramp story.
2: Okay, 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 yeah, yeah. Because of the ice cream? Yeah,
1: ice cream and painkillers. That's she's having menstrual cramps.
2: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Mystery yeah, yeah. deduced. You got it. <laughs> she's and some woman was like, I'm gonna maybe that person well, they probably saw Justine, Uh or they were like, Ugh, bloated. tender tits. I know what's going on with this girl. <laughs> I see you walking in with those tender little tits, and I know what's going on, honey. You're getting some cramps, aren't you?
0: (laughs) This episode's called Tender Tits. Tender Tits.
2: Oh, little baby tender tits. I like that, like, Yostine's
1: like, hanging, just running errands with his granddaughter. He's like, oh,
2: she is fertile. (laughs) Oh, no. She's riding the crimson wave. Oh,
1: God. That's a cool That's a story. Yeah, um, Marcy, do you want me to go for next, or would you like to read one? I
2: know how to read. I'll okay, do it. go for um, it. Let me see how long it is. Great. Okay. <clears throat> do I say who it's from? Yeah. From Lainey. Hey, guys. I'm such a huge fan of your show and a Patreon supporter. Oh. Yay. Thank thanks, you, Lainey. Lainey. Please keep up the good work thank you
1: for supporting the show and Uh-oh. we will or it sound like a threat if we don't she's out <laughs>
2: well that explains it's true the that's the
1: way the exchange works
2: um i learned about your show when you did the crossover episode with a funny feeling podcast oh, oh surprise lady Uh-oh. dang and then ben listened to everything to get caught up i have a glitch in the matrix or time space continuum malfunction story to share Love those. My dad grew up in New Orleans, and he had a favorite neighborhood bar at the edge of the fridge Quarter that he liked to hang out at. I mean, he spent a lot of time there—not necessarily getting drunk, but it was kind of the place where all the neighbors and friends would meet just to hang out, play board games, listen to music, and eat bad pub food, food, etc. That,
1: that's good because I thought she was going to say not necessarily to get drunk, but just to sit there alone for hours on end. Sad, sad,
2: sad. <laughs> um, when I was a young lady, I would go there with him sometimes. At some point in the early 90s, the bar closed down. From that point forward, the building had those ubiquitous ubiquitous yes. uh, shutters that are in New Orleans closed up and locked it tight. Those are hurricane shutters, guys. Uh, I know, because I'm, I'm from Louisiana. <laughs> um, about five years ago, I was visiting the city with my husband, and we happened to walk down the street the bar had been located on. I was so pleasantly surprised to see that it had reopened. Same business name, same sign out front. In fact, it looked exactly like it always had, like no time had passed. We went inside, had a drink, and I shared many memories with my husband about the time I'd spent there with my dad. The bartender was super friendly, and the place was packed. I even took a few photos of us. I called my dad to tell him about it. He had no idea it had reopened, and we made plans to have him meet us there the following day. After one drink, my boyfriend and I moved on down the street with the jazz music in the air, calling us like the Pied Piper <laughs> to continue our bar crawl. Well put. Oh my God, you go. Lainey, you'll love this poetry. Um, the following day, when we arrived with my dad to the spot, the bar wasn't there. I literally, oh. was boarded up and abandoned, looking like it had been for years. We asked around at various shops nearby, and no one knew what we were talking about. For a brief moment, I thought maybe it had been a pop-up situation or just a night or so- something. But a quick Google search provided fruitless. If it wasn't for the photos we had taken, I would have thought myself insane.
0: Whoa! But there totally. it
2: was in front of, in all of its wait. But there it was in all of its former glory in the photos. We were there. We had a drink. We had proof. <laughs> To this day, I have no explanation for this. I personally believe that New Orleans is just one of those special places here on Earth where high strangeness happens on on the regular.
3: Yeah. On the rags, yeah. Where
2: the veil between dimensions is thinner. And every time I walk those streets, I feel it. It's so palpable. Quite possibly, the energies slash entities or what have you feed on the drunken debauchery, poverty, Horrendous suffering of oh. slavery, mm. hurricanes, and the raging Mississippi. Some archon shit. My dad has since passed away, and oh. a part of me smiles at the thought that he's hanging out in that bar on the other side. Sending you guys all the love from Bo- from uh, uh, Boston, from Austin, Texas. Your show really makes my day. Thanks, best Holly. Although, oh wait, that's from Laney. You- that's from Laney. Oh, sorry.
1: That might be a typo. Awesome. I had to cut and paste some stuff for you guys. Okay. From from Lainey, then. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Jesus. That's a trip. (laughs) God. That was (laughs) amazing. Sorry. Sorry. Um, That's amazing.
0: Yeah. That holographic. That that didn't come with the pictures, did it? No, it
1: didn't. I double checked. Lainey, Lainey. if you have those photos, send them to us. We'll put them up in our Instagram for sure.
2: That's
3: if you're okay with that, we'll so post it on crazy. Instagram. I mean I would like have to like check myself into a mental facility if that happened to me because that's like that's fucking crazy. I Except mean- it's not they right. were there. Think it was on the photos. No, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like to experience something like that must have like kind of shattered your.
2: But I could easily explain it away as being like, oh, I guess we were drunk and we went to a bar next to it.
3: <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Like you think that, so?
2: that's that's what I w- could explain it to myself as. I like, don't disbelieve yeah, but her. But I think she's, she's saying
3: she's... that uh, this is a bar that she had frequented in the and past has and has photos of it. Right,
2: right, right. But I'm still saying I would. Right. I could be. Right. like, Oh, maybe I just went in next door and there's like a similar. Well, style.
1: Right. next time you go to that's a bar that was crazy. closed in the '90s, you got to look out for them jam pants because the jam pants are going to let you know
2: are people well in new orleans i feel like people would have been wearing some uh let's see gap was really popular in the 90s um just some people like high mom people would have dressed exactly like they do today that's what the problem is it would look just like it's all been
3: recycled you know it reminds me of that uh there's a there's a famous ufo story of uh you know I, i think it took place around crystal lake and, uh, you know, this mother and her son. Where Jason Yeah. Was are you just uh, no, going to tell a story no, about Chris, no. the movie Friday the 13th? <laughs> no. We're
2: We're girl And this mother
3: and her son, they see this white light uh, sort of descend over the trees. And they drive in. They want to get a, a snack. And, you know, so they drive into what they th- think is this diner. And they literally drive in and they go in and they order some, you know, a milkshake or whatever it is. And it's like an odd place. It's like kind of they're like, oh, I didn't know there was like a 50s hop, you know, kind of diner style. And as they drive out, they sort of look back and they recognize it as the craft that they saw. (gasps) And it takes off. Ew. (laughs) I know, but it's like. Wait, that's the awesomest UFO story ever. It flew down
0: was a diner it was a yes. yes, diner and then they were like they, sweet we're out yes
3: no they, they <laughs> we went, made yeah. our dips for the day <laughs> i know but it reminds me of sort that's of the these uh of these kind of food offerings of these alien, or like if you know you the, what, what interests me about that story is that the, they took they had these drinks you know and it's yeah. like uh that's something that you don't forget that's weird that strange awesome.
0: I, I need
3: to Just say goodbye to all of you and go read that story right now. Yeah, I I read it out of uh, Joshua (sighs) Kutchin's book, Uh, Food uh, Offerings of Aliens. I need to borrow that. It's a fucking good one. I
2: definitely think that, I mean, I'm from Louisiana, so I think that it is spooky in a lot of ways, but like something about it is very magical. Without a doubt. It or magical or something. It's like uh, there's like my grandfather used to have stories about crazy stuff that would happen in New Orleans about like, you know, like it's just a a weird place like we what? a lot of different like did i tell this story that like he went like hunting for gold after the after oh one, i y- think yeah mentioned this but yeah 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 and then like he like oh, oh, oh a witch doctor was like oh i'll help you like summon up some spirits right. to, like tell us where they buried gold in the cemeteries but then like they saw like smoke coming out of the ground they're like goodbye um <laughs> but like you know I, my whole life i've just ho- heard such like crazy stories about just weird stuff happening in new orleans or surrounding areas it's just a lot you know what it's a lot of wetness around there yeah it's and what is it the um, those low-lying areas where like just something happens energetically
1: well i mean yeah you think about it like if we've heard time and time again on the show and in these stories then like Linda S. Godfrey says that these paranormal encounters whether it's Bigfoot, Dogman, UFOs, ghosts all seem to happen near bodies of water yeah. mm-hmm. and if you're in an area that is on the water there's moisture in the air it's at all times water <laughs> everywhere it's just yeah. basically you're like in a bog you know that would make that might actually Track logically yeah. that they're there, you know, the moisture in the air. You don't even think about that, yeah. sure. And the Pacific Northwest, too. You think about how much it rains up there, or
2: like Ireland, and yeah, yeah like guys, that's an interesting thing. We
1: are on to something.
2: We've cracked the case Okay, well, that's
1: it. Speaking of Ireland, this next letter is from Rowan. <gasps> hey, guys, my name is Rowan, and my sister and I love your show. Keep up the good work. Thanks, we will. I wanted to write you wow. about a strange
2: <laughs> real.
1: I wanted to write you about a strange. I mean, who knows what's going to happen even next week? This might fall apart like any minute, ten minutes. We, <laughs> we've, this, awesome. this production is just running. It's yeah, held together by scotch tape and uh, <laughs> chewing gum. I wanted to write you about a strange experience my sister Sicily had on July 9th, two thousand sixteen. Trust me, it is worth the read. Okay. My eldest sister, Cicely, was 22 and living at home with myself and my younger sister, Jamie, while attending a college. Isn't it an embarrassing college? Just co- listen, it was a college. Was a I don't want to get in. Let's not talk about it. At the time, we were living in Hillsboro, which is located in the suburbs of Portland, Oregon. One of those towns on the edge of civilization where if you drive for two minutes down the highway, it's all fields or creepy, dense northwestern forests. Man, I mean, we just teed this letter right up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At about 11 p.m., Cicely turned off her bedroom light and climbed into bed. Almost as soon as she laid down, she saw something in between a blink that she will never forget. On the left side of the bed, she saw a medium-large white... Hairless creature on all fours. It had no nose, two heads, two sets of large black eyes, Mm. and at least six grotesque inverted jointed legs similar to a spider. Yeah, that's not good.
2: Oh.
1: Cicely was gripped by fear and squeezed her eyes shut and pretended to be asleep. She insists it was a (laughs) malicious.
0: That was an accident. (laughs) I kind of dug it. I saw him like scrambling towards her and then getting a little dizzy, <laughs> trying to get his bearings.
1: This, insists- is <laughs> this is my house? <laughs> this is my house. This is my house? Just, I just came from this bar that my dad used to go to in New Orleans. Hey. It's closed. Then, hey. it was, then it was there again. Now it's not there. <laughs> Can I sleep here? Um, she insists it was a malicious presence and was convinced it was there to kill her. She decided against opening her eyes or fighting back because she decided it was better to enjoy her last moments of life (laughs) rather than scream out for her mother and alert the creature. (laughs) Trying to remain still and separate her mind from her body in anticipation of death. Oh, my God, this poor baby. She was shaking enough to where it was hard to keep her eyes sealed. Wow. That's fear. Guys, listen to this. I heard the rain coming down, and my cat was snoring quietly, undisturbed. Do cats snore? Yeah,
2: they're fucking chill. (laughs) Uh,
1: uh, And uh, 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 Rowan says, which I thought was unusual, but I could also hear the rustling of its backward legs on the shag carpet right next to my bed.
2: (laughs) Horrible.
1: Eventually, the sound stopped, and Cicely walked downstairs to the light of the kitchen. She said to her dad, who was in the kitchen, I think I'm going crazy. I just saw the strangest thing in my room. It was agreed on and dismissed as sleep paralysis. Now, here's the part that gives me chills every time it comes to my mind. Everyone in the house was already asleep, with the exception of our 16-year-old sister, Jamie, who was being walked home by her boyfriend, Jacob who lives a block or two away. The following day, Jamie got a call from Jacob. After dropping her off at home around 10, 11 p.m. the night before, he felt fear mixed with something watching him and turned around. Jacob says, I saw a pure white thing leaping like a really long stride, go across the street towards her house. My initial thought was to run back to Jamie's house because I thought it was a large dog but when I rounded the corner I felt a great sense of dread and what I really saw was a pale creature that looked as if it was running on all fours but its joints were snapped backward. Mm. I sprinted back home as fast as I could. Like that Charlie Sheen movie they arrive or whatever the arrival the arrival love that one Jamie swears that she made no mention of Cicely's experience to Jacob before this phone call Cicely did not have a direct way to contact Jacob either Seems like you could get get his number through
2: What year this happened <laughs> mm, Don't say I don't think it's 2016.
1: 2016
2: Okay they had phones
1: And this man <laughs> this boy was dating your sister you could talk to her
2: I guess maybe All right maybe, yeah.
1: Okay fair enough To this day Cicely says she has never experienced anything that could even compare to the fear that she experienced that night. She believes this was not sleep paralysis because it affected the physical space around her by making noise on the carpet while she struggled to remain still. She continues to remind anyone who says <laughs> they like being scared that they wouldn't say that if they know, <laughs> if they knew what true fear was. Yeah. Thanks for reading, guys. Rowan. Wow. Wow. Crazy. wow.
2: That was.
1: I believed I got her fear.
2: Legit chills.
1: That shit. First of all, everyone should get shag carpet installed in their bedrooms because it's a good ghost alarm.
2: Yeah. Honestly, not worth it for the allergies. <laughs> okay. Jeez. I'd rather have a demon. Wake like, up on me, then wake up with snipples every morning. Like
1: Rowan, he would rather die. I would. I just want to enjoy. I'm going to enjoy this.
2: Like I if I'm going to die, I'm going to fucking enjoy this. Okay, I'm just gonna cuddle up my bed, and I'm not doing this. I'm going to have fun.
1: Oh, that's in the great. last moments where I'm fearing I'm going to get killed by a two-headed spider monster. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. Yo that... Steen,
2: leave me alone. I'm enjoying this.
1: <laughs> Steen. that's a spooky fucking story. That yeah, that was very scary. creepy.
2: Although it seemed so cute, like, I, like I don't know. I was like two heads. I was really imagining Nova with Aww. without a nose, <laughs> just like a flat little face. Oh,
1: that could be kind of cute. Yeah, as long as he was okay.
2: <laughs> um, I all right, a nose,
3: Bryce. What do you got in that uh, mystery mailbag there? Well, I got an email from Nikki here, and it says, Hi, guys. I have a couple freaky stories for you. I'm from a small town in Michigan. Nothing strange ever happens here, but my story has nothing to do with the town. When I was 19... I felt like you yeah.
2: You brought it up. <laughs> felt like- I mean, you didn't have to put it in there. I don't know if I can trust you now. <laughs>
1: it's like we went to Michigan, but we didn't need to go there. Right, I have right. really
2: long arms. <laughs> Spindly, not part of the story. Why then? Okay.
3: <laughs> when I was 19, my father got a job in Kentucky for a bit and took my mom, brother, and me with him. We lived there for about a year, but still kept our home in Michigan. During that time, my parents' marriage got quite rocky, and since we were new, they didn't have people to talk to, so my dad came to me. Our relationship has always been really tight. He's forever my best friend. In October, my dad and brother headed back north for their annual salmon fishing trip, also my father's birthday, and stayed in our home of 20-plus years. The day before my dad's birthday, he let my brother go hang with his buds for the night while he hung out with his. That night, My father passed away unexpectedly (gasps) in my childhood home. Oh, Oh, I'm so sorry. As you can imagine, this was the hardest thing as Michael's eating a donut. You know what? Just save the commentary. Oh,
2: oh, God. My my
3: face is stuffed full with donuts. Truly a
2: blueberry (laughs) old-fashioned.
3: really sorry. Unbelievable. Uh, As you can imagine, this was the hardest thing I've ever experienced. As we were the closer of the two in our family, my heart was destroyed. My mom and I were still in Kentucky and had to head to Michigan to take care of his body. We were there for a week. And while we were there, even though I was very depressed, I still felt comfortable. My mom and brother could not bear to stay at our home, but it didn't bother me. It was home. The last night in town, I had some friends over and we were hanging out in my old childhood room. It was on the top floor and on the complete opposite side of the house than the door to get in the house. We were up there smoking that sweet herb. LOL. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Love that. That sweet, sweet Chiba. Outside my door was an old fire alarm that I swear had been dying for years. I got the house all wrapped up, and my friends were helping me get ready to hit the road. We went back up to my mom to my room, smoked once more, then headed to leave the house. Good call. I was in the lead. As I reached for the doorknob to exit the house, I felt a tingle. And as soon as I put my hand on the knob, the fire alarm went off and then slowly died. Beep, beep, beep. And then a deeper (laughs) beep. I got chills instantly and instantly weirded out. One of my friends went to reset it and told me there was not even any smoke around it. Weird, but okay. I said goodbye. I mean, you guys had just been smoking weed. Let's just re- remind everyone. That. No smoke
2: here, though, guys. Yeah, yes. I don't, see I don't know either. why this yeah. thing's bugging so, out yeah. being it's such a narc about it. Just narco-body. in a room
1: full of <laughs> thick fucking fog. Dude,
2: this thing's being real shit.
3: I said goodbye and headed to Kentucky. I got to my apartment, carried everything in, got on some comfy clothes, then went to sit on my couch, and I swear to you, as soon as I sat down, All the fire alarms in my apartment went off. I wasn't scared or uncomfortable. I just smiled and knew it was my dad telling me it's okay. He's He's happy.
2: Stop smoking so much weed. (laughs) Cope with this in a way where you feel the feelings.
3: No one else in my family experienced anything. Now, at age 27, I live in my childhood home with my husband, and I still get little signs from him, but nothing to rant and rave about. Keep up the good work. Love the podcast. I'll send you more stories from my Kentucky experience eventually. Please do. I feel bad
2: that we're picking on this girl telling us a story about. I'm not picking on anybody. I mean, earlier when we're like, she's from Michigan, we're like, why'd you say that? I was like, give her a break. Her dad died. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah.
3: Also, she, she smoked pass. a lot of weed this yeah. morning. Yeah, yeah. Nothing huh. wrong with that. Just spitballing. That. Yeah. Sweeter.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was your dad being like, do not smoke weed <laughs> in my house, You young just
0: lady. drove all the way from Kentucky, stoned out of your mind. <laughs> Knock it off. Maybe he was like, past that shit dog. Yeah, past that shit. Pass
2: <laughs> <laughs> that shit dog?
3: Yeah,
0: they were besties.
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right, yeah. yeah. And then she's like, holds the joint up to the fire alarm, like, just let me try it. <laughs> Dada.
2: Yeah, <laughs> oh, it yeah. Dada. 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 Dada.
1: <laughs> Dada. All right, what you got in the mailbag there, Mars? Right.
2: Okay, this is from... Kirstie she gave me the phonetic spelling great um hey guys I have always been sensitive to the paranormal mostly ghosts I have a few stories I live in Salt Lake City Utah and for a while I lived in an old schoolhouse now an apartment complex weird things would always happen we would come home to our fridge doors being wide open. Mm. The toilet lid would be left open. Okay. Shower curtain would be open and other doors.
1: Sounds like you live with a man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ooh, he said it. Um, oh, yeah, you woke up. You remembered you had to do this part, right? <laughs> okay. We would always hear knocking or hammering coming from a locked door room. Uh, anyway. One day, I was there by myself in bed, reading, and I hear a little girl laugh, followed by someone running in the front room. I left immediately and was never there by myself again. Please note, no children were living in this apartment complex. I have seen people standing on the side of the road when no one one else has, including seeing a woman standing on the side of the road where you turn into Ted Bundy's Utah home. I recently saw a man run into the road and I screamed at my mom my mom to stop before she hit him but there was no one there. What? I have also captured a bombus a bomb-ass? Oh, yeah. That makes more sense than Bomba's <laughs> socks. <I> was, uh, <laughs> than the sock? Those incredibly comfortable socks? The, do they sponsor the show? Um, Sorry. I have also captured a bomb-ass picture of an old lady standing in a window of her home. Oh, I have that. She is dead and hates when people stand on her lawn. So my bad. Really? That's my personal experience thus far. But it's pretty crazy. Agreed. Let wow. me find
1: that picture. That I got it right here. Bombus,
2: <clears throat> That Bombus. That so Bombus
1: picture. see that's pretty wild. That
2: was pretty wild. Ted
1: Bundy's hat. Was it Ted Bundy running through the middle of the road? Here you can pass that around. You'll see All in the right. pink in the corner. I mean, hard to tell if it's an old lady, but there definitely seems to be a figure in the corner of the window there, wearing a pink. Uh, hmm. bl- I don't know blouse. Okay. I don't know robe. I don't know. What do you think, Marcy? Oh,
2: I do see a pink thing.
1: It's hard to tell if it's an old lady.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to tell if it's an old lady. Get off my lawn, please. nasty kids. Bomba socks are the most comfortable socks you'll ever wear. (laughs) They have seamless technology and really hug your arches.
1: (laughs) All right, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to have a voicemail from one of our listeners.
0: Fun
1: all right this one this next uh uh voicemail uh that we got it's (laughs) actually a voice memo i should say at bigfootcollectors at gmail.com Uh, record yourself and send a send us in a story. It couldn't
2: um, be easier.
1: It really couldn't. If you
2: mess up, you can even edit on your iPhone. A
1: lot easier than our hotline was because <laughs> that shit did that didn't not work, work at all. Not I tried that too. Working, it yeah. cuts
2: off after two minutes.
1: Yeah, it's we had a lot of angry people. Uh-huh. Um, so this is from James. James has written in before. You might remember from an early L Files episode where he wrote in about being in the middle of a lake on his boat and uh, seeing a UFO. But here, what? Let's find out what James.
4: Has to say. Hey, Bryce, Michael, and Riley Bray. It's Jimmy from the lake with the boat, (laughs) not wanking. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Um, Just wanted to share a story with you guys about an experience I had this past summer when I was visiting some friends in Michigan. They live in a rural area. Um, this better have Detroit. something to do with Michigan And <laughs> They kind of Help out an elderly couple And live on their property So the story Could be paranormal Or it could be creepy For many other reasons um, We had spent the night Hanging out Drinking, having a good time I had Met someone a friend of theirs, who I'd wanted to meet for a while, Ooh, and hot. we were—they bring their own boat. Time. Is that a
2: boat pun? I, romance.
4: <laughs> my friends had gone to sleep. Good of it. And my friend that I'd met oh, yeah. had retired to the bedroom for the evening. Are oh,
2: you so sleepy, babe. Uh
4: <laughs> Around three in the morning, I just I got it. up to go to the bathroom, and.
2: Walk in the wrong Walked in on their taking the room
4: shit, and I was in my underwear. Oh, wow. I was just going to the restroom really quick, oh, and I was walking down the hallway, and I encountered someone in the hallway, which I thought was my friend Georgine. Uh, so I quickly was apologetic because I'm in their home. And I felt uncomfortable for running into my friend in my underwear in the middle of the night, trying to go to the restroom. And Jimmy, I you're hanging out in that really hallway. Don't lie to me. <laughs> said, I'm sorry, and I jerking ran away. Jerking in the hallway, jerking in a boat. Uh, back to the bedroom. And it was weird because the next morning you know, we woke up and we're just like kind of chit-chatting and I had mentioned, you know, like, hey, I'm sorry about last night when I ran into you Um, in the middle of the night. (laughs) I didn't mean to run into you, like, in my underwear. Like, I was just trying to go to the bathroom. I swear. And she had no idea what I was talking about. And she was like, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. That didn't happen. And... Yeah, I was like, "You call me a liar?" I mean, He just
2: got gaslit. It,
4: totally. That's how it I feels, I ran guys. into somebody in the hallway—a thin figure, w- which just Beautiful immediately yes. made me turn around and exit the situation. Tender tits. For context, yeah, my friend Brent, her husband, is a large, burly man. Oh. In no way could it have been him. Um, could it? So that just left me feeling like if it wasn't Georgine and if the person I was with was left in the bedroom who could it have possibly been um, I did take I'm acid. not sure and it's something like I've thought about but like I haven't really discussed much with them because I don't want to make them fearful of their own home but well, I think you did that <laughs> for them already. Into a figure who was like, who was that weird you know, man in his underwear walking around? Five foot night? seven, five foot six, it's
2: like a model height, very thin. Truly, she's beautiful
4: and I'm be on the runway. I don't today. know if it wasn't a ghost. I I Come just back, the baby. other thing in my mind would be like they live on the property of this elderly couple you know, they don't lock their doors. Um, (laughs) That would be almost worse. Maybe someone had walked into their house at night. I, I really don't know, you know, but like, but I know that I encountered someone in this hallway and I don't know what's scarier. Someone being there in their home that's living or I ran into a ghost and I shyfully <laughs> ran away in embarrassment. But I just want to share that story with you guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed it and I'll be going back there in a few months. No, <laughs> <laughs> Good for I you. Make sense of it. And Hell yeah. Tack more clothes. Really Face happened. your fears. Cameras right. in the hallway.
1: Thank man. you, Jimmy. Thanks Get for that story.
4: Yeah,
2: yeah. All of his stories, this like sexy. <laughs>
1: I know, right? right?
2: <laughs> Are we just horned up? <laughs>
1: yeah, I think so. <laughs> what? Who? I want to know what's going on in that house. I
2: mean, they're swinging.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> they're yeah. just like
2: standing in the hallway. And being those like, old Who?
1: neighbors know Ooh. it. One of those that old man came in Kinda there and did the, it on the actual. I'm
2: going to answer his question though. It's always scarier if a real person is in your home. Yeah,
0: yeah, for yeah. sure. Hundred percent.
2: Always scarier.
0: Um, maybe Georgine sleepwalks. Just yeah. that out oh, there.
2: Lady, oh, fucking Riley. Riley!
0: Also, he said they were drinking. Maybe she was just blacked out. Yeah. Yes,
2: totally. I know. Once this is like the one of like the worst. Like I, I've had a few people tell me that I sleepwalk, and I really ah, uh, you shocked me. I really <laughs> like. I find that very disturbing. That someone, that that I because I almost I don't believe them. Like I don't, I don't I cannot get it i cannot wrap my mind around that i sleepwalk and uh, but this was like a night when i was blacked out drunk but i like went to the bathroom in my apartment and my roommate was like you were fully nude and then you (laughs) saw me because i live with a bunch of guys they're like you saw me and then you ran in your room got a robe and it was completely open (laughs) and you just
0: went to the bathroom for modesty (laughs) that's awesome but i was like
2: i don't remember that so i'll never know if it's really true
0: yeah um, That's amazing.
2: Yeah, I think
0: maybe
1: sleepwalking
2: could be sleepwalking, blackout sleepwalking.
0: When you go there next time, set up a little camera in the hallway. Let's get to the bottom of this. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, you per- right. no
2: pervert, don't do that. Don't Shh, set up a camera sh- yeah. in anyone else's hallway. Don't, don't escalate
3: the situation <laughs> that you've exactly already started. Have
2: learned through just his history. Just leave this
3: one alone, Jimmy.
2: Bathroom cameras are not the way to solve no, just outside, issues. No, I know what you're talking. That's the
0: underwear Ooh, cam.
2: I swish, I'd like to see someone need. Need to pee. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Ooh>. <laughs> All right, this one uh, I think you'll like. This title it's called Whoa. I think I need to be regressed. Yeah. Oh. Hey, yeah. BCC Clan. My name is Holly, and I've been a huge fan of your podcast for almost a half a year now. Okay, <laughs> cool. Good. Congratulations on not. Uh, giving up on us um, in six months. I appreciate Honestly, that. I feel like that's, that's
2: rad. That's like when a lot of relationships end. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. That's
1: my, all of mine kicked the bucket around then, so Holly, it's over. Um, I love listening to creepy paranormal content while I work, and you guys do a great job of keeping it fresh and interesting no matter how many times I've heard some of the topics you're covering. Sometimes more than once here on this show. Ooh. Ooh. She didn't say Sounds that. Like that was me. a
2: slight <clears throat> note. Uh.
1: Yeah, exactly. You guys have had such great chemistry. And even, oh, you guys have such great chemistry. Thank you. You should see and, it in the room. And, and even <laughs> it's when you're palpable. talking about some pretty sad stuff, you keep the good vibes coming. All right. Well, thank you. All right. Let's get to the bottom of this. She says, "I have a lot of stories regarding the paranormal. Everything from multiple shadow figures to disembodied voices that seem to lead to omens of death, Ooh. to full-on physical contact, and both me and my friends witness together." I've been trying to write it all up for you guys, but your episode on that on the Black Eye Kids reminded me of something buck wild that i'd almost forgotten about i believe in aliens and that there has definitely been activity on earth from forces beyond our comprehension but outside of the supernatural world i really don't pay it that much mind and the idea of abduction or contact gives me major goosebumps that being said when you guys discussed the process of summoning a UFO, I think I may have had an experience doing that by accident as a kid. Uh-oh. I have a lot of back issues, and it wasn't unusual for me to switch between my bed and the guest bed on a regular basis as a kid. Something about changing the mattress really helped me sleep better. And I loved the guest room. It's a really nice small space with a lofty ceiling and a big skylight. I feel like now she's like putting up an ad for like <laughs> Craigslist. <laughs> <The Airman Man. laughs> I loved looking up at the stars and could see the moon peeking out from one of the corners of the windows as I let myself drift off to sleep. One night I was laying down in bed. I think it was I was around 13 or 14 years old. Just thinking about anything and letting my thoughts drift off.
2: This sounds right now like a meditation. Totally. Like the everyone just close playing. your eyes and
1: meditate yeah, just, along just, with this story. This driving,
2: <laughs> take a moment, close your eyes and visualize <laughs> where you're going. Wait, just <laughs> let, just let the
1: UFO
0: take the wheel.
2: Right, it's fine.
0: Sorry, you're so right.
1: I remember imagining myself out of my body, just drifting through the sky, keeping in mind that this is just my imagination, not some out of body experience. Past my hometown, the state, and beyond, I just liked the idea of that kind of freedom. But as I was doing this, I remember feeling this abstract and profound feeling of understanding everything. Mm. I remember feeling as if, I, as if everything made sense, and that there was nothing to worry about. I understood everything that I needed to. But then there was a high-pitched buzzing in my ears. Okay. I was dazed. I couldn't remember any of the thoughts that made everything in the world made sense. And I had no idea of how much time had passed. It was just gone. And I was left only with the feeling that I was grasping at something I'd never be able to hold on to. It was an extremely disorienting feeling, and I had a hard time falling asleep after that. Nothing strange happened directly after that day, but I think about it from time to time, and I wonder what the heck that could have been. Anyways, thanks for taking the time to look over my weird story, and I can't wait to send some more of the spooky ones your way in the future. Keep doing what you're doing. Awesome. Ollie.
2: That is a classic out-of-body.
1: Yeah, I mean, she said it was, not she was imagining (laughs) it, but it sounds like she got to almost like... it seems
2: like she can astral project a bit.
1: Yeah, it seems like she... It almost reminds me of, like, you know, like... When you're tripping and you're like, oh, my God, I, I finally have a, the big I don't picture. Do drugs. I don't
2: do drugs. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. And then, like, you
1: lose it. You know what I mean? You lose that, like, wait, uh, I yeah. thought I had all the answers and now I don't yeah, have a, I'm it. about to
2: really know something. Yeah, it
1: sounds like she had, like, Flavors an enlightening. of of uh, cosmic consciousness Yeah, there. she induced, like, her own enlightening, mm-hmm. trippy experience just by meditating.
2: That's Really cool. I not plugging, but our we had Brett and Scott Jones on an episode recently and he talks about a lifetime. That of was out a great
1: episode. Everyone go listen to that. Mm. And
2: he one he figures out here's how you I don't want to spoil it, but I will. If you are trying to get back in your body, just lick your lips.
1: Really? <laughs> Apparently that's Dude. how
2: he gets back in his body.
1: Oh. Fantastic episode. Also, you were almost accosted by a taxi driver who looked like a member of ZZ Top.
2: Yes. <laughs> I've had many run-ins with Taxi drivers. It's not safe to be a woman, you guys. I'm sorry. No, not to bring the mood down, but <laughs> wow, bummer. we get in <laughs> strangers' cars constantly. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of messed up. Yeah.
1: Um, wow, cool. Uh, do we have time for one more? I think there's sure. one more. Yeah, I got a longer one that we'll have to save for another episode. I think episode. the next
2: guest is like hiding outside. Oh, really? That.
1: Should we go? Uh,
2: let him in. Let him in. Come hey, in. Come, in. come in! Come in! Come in! Or I saw a ghost. Maybe I saw a ghost. he would be
0: very early. That was a ghost.
2: Yeah. Okay. I, think that I was saw a ghost Melba
3: coming back. Okay. Should we check. I, I know saw. Oh, the door
1: opening on its own.
0: No. Oh
3: my god! I
2: saw a ghost. Next guest. Open up the door. <laughs> I saw a ghost. Also, there was a moment when you, uh, Riley, were playing that I was like, "Is this a Madonna song?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which Madonna song? It
2: was like bum. If I ran away Oh yeah, totally I don't know that
1: song. I don't know nope. That's from um. That's from uh, Is that Carlito's Way? What's No, what is that? Um, it's the one with Sean Penn
2: Yes God
1: damn it now I'm gonna... What
2: is it?
1: If man can tell a A thousand thousand lies, I've I've learned learned my lesson well. Well, Hope to live to tell the secrets I have learned to then, They will burn inside of
2: me. I love Madonna because she's, you know, not that great of a singer, so you can sing her music. It's true. Britney Spears, Madonna, Live they're, to tell, they're and it's, all in your range, guys. Yeah, You cannot sing Pink. You can't do it. Her arrangements are too complicated.
3: I do love some Madonna and Britney Spears. God,
1: I know so many people are yelling at me. At close range. I never would have remem- remembered that. Wait, What?
2: Oh, no. Are you finding out about him locking her up to a radiator? <laughs> oh, God. You're did finding- Sean Penn do that? <laughs> yes, he chained her to a radiator. He and beat- did? And beat her. What? Yeah, when they were married. How's that man
0: allowed? Uh,
2: they're still friends now.
0: <laughs> Whoa. Maybe it was like a whole thing. No, it wasn't. He was arrested. Thing? Yeah, oh, okay. it was bad. Oh, geez. Yeah,
2: but she forgave him. It like, he's great guy. He's great guy
0: jeez
2: it's complicated i never
0: know what someone's relationship looks like to that
1: it's yeah it's from a movie called at close range with sean penn newest enemy of bcc and christopher walken our favorite actor of all time oh boy wow he's
2: got a dark past
1: walken oh he was on the boat with he was don't
2: worry he was definitely blackout drunk
1: (laughs) there's no way
2: he knows anything about that He was passed out drunk because he was like, hey, why is this lady I'm having an affair with invite me with her husband on a boat?
1: By the way, best Christopher Walken impression we've ever heard. (laughs) It's the first time anyone's ever quoted him and not really done an impression. (laughs) And I find that very refreshing.
2: Well, I worked on a movie, not like in a performance role. I was truly like a producer's assistant on on a movie that he was in. Uh, and uh, Colin Farrell, and Woody Harrelson, and uh, Sam Rockwell. And one night we were drunk out in the desert. Well, we were, it was my birthday, it's my 30th birthday, not to age myself, but Woody Harrelson was buying the whole restaurant drinks for my birthday. And then they were drunk, and like, well not Colin Farrell, cause he doesn't drink anymore, but they were all calling Christopher Walken all night and doing impersonations of just <laughs> oh, leaving voicemails. <laughs> And it made him insane. He was did not like it. He didn't think it was funny. Uh, but I think they all got along very well. That's awesome. That sounds
0: like the best birthday party it ever. It was
2: for like being kind of weird and stiff of being like, hey, real celebrities. And then
1: weirdly, like they there was a radiator in the desert.
2: And <laughs> I, got, no, unless, no, I don't okay. want to get chained right, up. Somebody chain I me. I will say Woody Harrelson, nicest guy in the world. I've heard that. Love He's that dude. hot and nice. Carlin Farrell we... also very very nice. Sam Rockwell a little quiet, but,
1: but you know. You know what? All all mm. three of those things. None I, of them are s- bad. Things I can aspire to be. Chris Rockwell
2: intimidating. Fine though.
1: Okay. Cool. Yeah. I mean, he would be.
2: Yeah, he's scary because you saw a murder. <laughs> <laughs> he was there. And also, that, that was just coincidentally. sorry, I'm just deep diving on my memories now. Oh, no, I love that. Is that it was the when that movie started shooting. the Two weeks into it, that's when the Natalie Wood case was reopened. Whoa! Whoa. So it was like a little tense,
1: tense time around yeah. set
2: because it was like, is he going to have to go? Who testify? was the who other was actor yeah, with? Who who was was Wagner? No. Yeah, it was Wagner.
1: No, that was Robert. Yeah, it was her Wagner. husband. Yeah. yeah, Robert Wagner.
2: He killed her. I
1: always get right. him confused with Robert Blake, who of course played also killed someone. Yeah, <laughs> killed his wife in the parking lot of yes. a restaurant, and he, he played. Was like, I don't
2: know how she got shot. She right. went to the car and people get, get shot he, you know,
1: play the mysterious man in lost highway who is basically injured cold uh super spooky oh. god that dude is so scary in that movie all right well, let's let's do this final one i think this is this this has a little bit of suspense but okay. it i also love um i was getting these stories and i uh riley had written back to a few of these people Oh, yeah. um, just okay. quietly, I'm tra- trying to
0: respond here. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, we no,
1: try that's good. our best, but uh, so you know. Riley's heard this one before, and actually, these are two emails combined from from this writer. Uh, oh, wow. Okay, uh, combined into one. So here we go.
3: All right, here we go. So this is called "Dead Grandpa Visited My Baby in the NICU," <laughs> which is uh, Natal in what? What is NICU, which NICU. Yeah. stands yeah. for it's intensive, care, yeah. care, intensive yeah. unit. care unit? Yeah. yeah, an intensive care unit. Yeah. I'm not sure how many ghost stories you guys enjoy reading, but thought maybe I would share my now favorite encounter. When my daughter was born, she was surprised. She surprised everyone by being diagnosed with aortic stenosis. Instead of being sent home, we were transferred to the local children's hospital where she could have a procedure done to help her heart valves open up properly. As you can imagine, this was extremely stressful and quite a whirlwind for us. While we were getting settled into our room, everyone kind of gravitated towards the back of the room waited for the nurses to finish setting up all the monitors and ivs my back was towards the bathroom door that was closed with no one inside suddenly my mom starts tapping and shaking her watch saying that it had stopped working right then i had this warm feeling wash over me and almost like an intrusive thought my brain suddenly went oh grandpa's here After being filled with anxiety and shock all morning, I became very calm and walked over to my daughter and was finally able to hold her. I don't know how, but I knew it was him, which makes perfect sense to me, since our baby is his namesake. Later that night, while trying to fall asleep, I had the realization that not only was my grandpa still hanging around my baby, but that the watch my mother was wearing used to be his. I truly believe he came to us in a time of need to not only look after my daughter, but also to let me know that she was going to be okay. Well, that's my favorite ghost encounter in my life so far. I do have another odd encounter from that Niku stay. This one... Niku. Niku, sure.
2: (laughs) I like that you're trying to say it like a word. (laughs) Niku. Niku.
3: Uh This one is a little crazier than the first, but I know you guys are very open so, my daughter needed a cardiac cath procedure done at eight days old. Ugh. It's a very standard procedure for her condition, and the doctors explained it would take roughly 45 minutes uh, to maybe an hour to complete. That's so scary. The morning of the cath, her surgical, her surgical team comes up to the room to meet us and go over all the consents before whisking her away to the OR. They were even nice enough to call us every step of her journey before she was in the actual OR. Then 30 minutes goes by. Then 40 Then we hit the 45 mark. No phone call from the OR. I think to myself, Okay, well, they did say between 45 to 60 minutes, so we just have to wait. Everyone starts to get a bit nervous, but keeps quiet. All of a sudden, I hear a voice clearly go, Mom, from beside me. The only person next to me is my husband. I asked him if he heard something, but he said no. Then I hear it again. Mom? I brush it off as maybe one of the other kids in the unit. I get up to go get some air when I see her surgeon coming over to our room. Something had gone wrong. Our daughter had gone into cardiac arrest for about 30 to 45 seconds, but was okay. He told us that he had to inform us that CPR was performed and the extent of what happened. I pretty much blacked out at this point until I saw her again in the room recovering. While I looked at her, I thought to myself, I don't know why, but I just know that voice was her. I think maybe during her death, near-death experience, she reached out to us. I can't explain why, but I just know it was her voice. For the next few nights, while she was on a ventilator, I had a dream where I was told that she is very strong and very stubborn, because this time, she gets to live her full life. We've also had some weird things happen since bringing her home, which I think is because she spent some extra time with her guardian angels that day. Anyway... That's the end of the paranormal weirdness that happened in the NICU.
2: <laughs> Sorry, Bryce. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. just Rosie. all the moms Pat. at home were like, that's yeah. not what it's right. called. Yeah, yeah. No,
3: Bryce. Thanks again for letting me tell my
2: stories. <laughs>
3: I got, that was a great that story. Almost I love that one. I'm so glad yeah. she's
1: okay. Right. Yeah. I got a little touching. choked up.
2: You know, because in the NICU. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <sighs> it's NICU. Um,
2: NICU? <laughs> um, I should
3: know because my son was in the NICU. What really? really? Yeah, he was. Oh, wow, he was born prematurely. Yeah, he oh, had the oh. uh, uh, umbilical cord wrapped oh, around my his god. neck. Oh my god! Oh my brother, brother god. had that. Yeah,
2: that's scary. Yeah, it all was, this stuff with okay. kids is so scary. Yeah, I was thinking
1: yeah. that I was like when we were listening to the story. I'm like that. This is the scariest story it we've is. heard mm-hmm. so, today. Also,
2: like as soon as like I was like, mom, I was like, I know exactly. That's the kid. That's the kid. Yeah, right. being, Hey, hey! Cool! Hi, yeah. mom. Fucking <sighs>
0: crazy, huh? Oof. I like the thing about this time. She gets yeah, to full life. Yeah, it, yeah. It's like how many times? Right. Before? It sort of implies, you know, the stuff that we've
1: thought about here—that like our consciousness exists before we arrive in this reality—and that you know that that mom voice. I mean, she didn't. Ex- I- I'd like to. Be interesting. She did say it was maybe another kid, so maybe it sounded like a kid saying the word "mom," but mm.
2: yeah, or just like even someone saying "mom." Yeah, too. that's what I'd be interested like if it was like an adult or a child. Or, or if she, had in she her was like "mom, mom, mom, mom." I really like to watch the show. Uh, I survived. There's a version of it called From Beyond, and it's about near-death experiences. Oh, yeah. So it's people who have died. And they come back and they tell their story oh, yeah. of what stuff. it was like when they were dead because they remember. Yeah. So they'll be like, I was in a place, there was like, yep. my, my uncle was there. Like, or some people are like, it was hot, it was really scary. <gasps> like, yeah. it is like, it runs the gamut of like all types of experiences, but so many of them are very similar. Wow. And
3: I've been going down that rabbit really hole lately. crazy. Near death experiences, they are wild and they're definitely yeah. allude to something. Of a greater mystery beyond this life without a doubt
2: and doctors will explain it away is that like you know your body's going oh, into yeah, shock and firies. so you have yeah. you know hallucinations but it is crazy what people will, like no one ever hallucinates that they're like oh uh i don't know like at work and they forgot their you know their briefs at home both mm. pants briefs and <laughs> their legal briefs god that's,
1: that's just the reality that I live in every day. <laughs> you
2: are not, I see your penis. <laughs> I'm not wearing
1: pants. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, Marcy, thank you so much for coming and joining us on the show. Oh, we do have now There's our, our ghost. next guest ghost? Come There's on our ghost. in. Come on in. <laughs> Come on in.
2: Don't you fucking talk though Mar- Marcy. <laughs> you guys have to wait a full week to find yeah, out who this next week's idiot guess, it's is. A surprise <laughs> uh marcy uh
1: wait real quick before we get off the air if you don't mind to- the air whatever the hell this is yeah. is what's the um you were posting on instagram this weekend what's the paranormal show that you're oh, currently my obsessed God, with dead Please. files what is dead files it is you were cracking me up
2: it is such a fun show it is insane you can go watch it on hulu or i guess it's on like the what is it the travel id whatever channel it is and it is this woman amy allen and i forget the detective's name because he is not as interesting he's just okay so it's a, a medium and a detective go investigate a haunted location we're like, there's someone living there and they're having issues. So she goes in by herself. They don't speak until the end, I guess. Um, <laughs> she goes in and she, like, her ex-husband, because she definitely cheated on him with the show's director. I went on a deep dive. <laughs> um, so her ex-husband is her, like, personal like uh, camera person, but there's another camera person there. So he, like, covers everything up so she doesn't know anything about the location. But, I mean, it's like, if it's a church, you figure it out, you know? So she's like, she has the most expressive. A face and is like I don't like her like she makes crazy noises and then her counterpart is this uh, ex New York City detective <laughs> named Steve and he uh, does the investigation with the people and then town historians <laughs> and then they come together at the end and there's always a sketch in every episode that's part of the, like, the setup and all the sketches of like what like she like
1: a comedy sketch no there's like a like oh, a sketch artist for, like oh Okay, <laughs> who's on first? <laughs> Is it me and the right, right, let's do um, that one.
2: Um, we'll take some suggestions. There's always, yeah, always a sketch artist and she goes yes that is what I saw and then they cut to the people like her revealing it and the people always go <gasps> and then they go to commercial and they come back and they show you the most like childlike drawing of like one was like zombie rats they were like <laughs> it's always the funniest that's and were, what I saw and people are like oh god it's horrible I'm, like really because it looks so cute and it's always so, and then Steve was like oh god what are they gonna do Amy and she's like you gotta burn the house down you she literally will tell no, no. <laughs> burn it she down. will tell, I will say, like 50% of the people she'll tell. They have to move There's nothing they can do (laughs) And then the other half She's like okay You need This is if
1: Bryce Had a paranormal (laughs) Investigation
2: Well then Steve is just like Oh boy it sounds bad And Amy's like You gotta get out of here They're trying to kill you Yes he could kill He sticks his fingers In your throat Like that's always it Or she'll be like Okay What you need to do Is you need three Three shamans One who Who is white One who is Like she'd give them The most specific thing She's like And then three days later You need a uh, a witch And then two days after that (laughs) Uh, like you're like
3: then you burn it down yeah
2: it's never (laughs) like it's always like very hopeless and bleak Unbelievable. and it's a great show because she makes it i also follow her on instagram she's i'll be checking it out a cuckoo -cuckoo. and steve the new york city detective is always like boy amy it's uh it sounds crazy and we didn't talk about this before right amy (laughs) it's great these fucking ghosts dead files
3: they're crazy Oh,
1: Amazing! Wow. I gotta watch that show.
2: You're love. You're gonna love it.
1: <sighs> this is great. Well, thanks awesome. again for being on the show. Thanks thank for you to all our me. listeners. Thank yeah. you. If you have a spooky story, paranormal experience, something you want to uh, share with us, write into Bigfoot Collectors Club at gmail dot com. Yes. Record a voice memo. Let's get some more of those. Also, Bryce. Yes. We know I'm holding my web-
3: finger up because I am. I want to say thank you for the uh, bigfoot encounter stories you've sent me so far. Um, I have read them all, and I need a few more. So please, if you have seen Bigfoot, if you've had an encounter experience, I need to hear about it. So please email me under uh, Bryce's Bigfoot Sightings at Bigfoot Collectors Club at gmail.com. So Bryce,
1: this is coming out May 8th. Yes. Can you... Uh, Tell us what the top secret project is yet?
2: When I can will we soon.
3: know? In a couple weeks, I'll be able to tell okay, you. Okay, so year I'm year excited year to we tell you, all you guys what know I'm working on. I
2: know on. what it is, and I'm not. If you message me, <laughs> if, you, if you show me that you've Stop rated it. a funny feeling with Stop with it. four stars, <laughs> <That's> right, <laughs> go for
0: five.
1: I just need four. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely <laughs> check out a funny feeling podcast as well. Uh, thank you to our producer and engineer music, uh, impresario Riley Bray. I'm Michael McMillan. Until next week, go get regressed. Do it.